You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than a Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 348. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. We're recording on Valentine's Day. It will have already happened by the time you hear this, but yes. It's still there today. Yes. This is how we show our love. It is. By recording this is our podcast. Valentine's Day. This is our Valentine's Day. <laughs> so um, I guess we should start by saying thanks to everyone that showed up for the book club. Yeah, we had so many people. Yeah. That was and, fun. And one of them was Ross Rayburn. It was. It was, it was <laughs> Ross Rayburn. And uh, wow, what a delight he was. Uh, we got, I feel like we got some really fun information, but also like super deep thoughts. Like it was, it was very enlightening evening. I got tricked into doing a Peloton routine yeah sort yeah. of ross offered to give you a badge yeah <laughs> well everybody yes but he was going to to make one you started down the road yeah. of the badges <laughs> like he was like hey while we're at it we should all we should get a badge for everybody and it was going to be a picture of ross's face that was going to be the badge <laughs> that we decided to do but if you are a patreon member and you weren't able to enjoy the book club last night and this is for all members, paid or not, you can go over and get the entire recording, minus a couple things that we <laughs> retro like we had to take out. Yeah. That's why you gotta be there live, man. Gotta be there live. We got live. we got exclusive news that you can only get if you were there, but you know. You but know. That, so there you go. But uh but yeah, if you wanna if you wanna check that out, it's like an hour long of Ross talking about this book and his thoughts on things. Like you can get that over at patreon.com slash the clip out. Like Crystal said, that is available at the free level, so you don't have to pay to listen to that. But it does live over there if you want to wander on over and check it out. We'd uh We'd love to have you. Also, I guess we should announce our next book for the book club. Yes. So this will be 
on in our March book club. So the second Tuesday of March, whenever that is, because I haven't looked at a calendar and it will be at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. We will be discussing the five second rule by Mel Robbins. Uh, and if you haven't figured out yet, these books are all written by authors who use Peloton and Mel Robbins is one of those authors. So awesome. And uh, you should also say that the one coming up after that. Oh, yes. Thank you. So people that are slow readers like me, we will be reading made. Uh, it, it's like, it has a subtitle. I can't remember, but it's made and it is, I've read that one. It's such a good book. I haven't and read that the was second rule. Turn into a Netflix show. It was, which was also great. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. I have not read that one, and I, I, it's been on our Kindle, and I've been thinking like, oh, I've heard good things. Maybe I'll try that. And I thought, oh, I'll read that you when I get done the, with the book I'm reading now. Oh, and then, dear. and then I made the mistake of the book. I, and as I've said before, I'm a very slow reader, and I'm reading like the longest book in the world right now. I just started. I just finished the first chapter of The Winds of War. <laughs> so if for people whose parents had that book laying around because it's, it's pretty old book. It was very popular, I guess, in the 70s. But it's like, thunk It's yeah. massive. Like, I think, like, if you put it next to a paperback copy of The Stand Unabridged, <laughs> it's still bigger. <laughs> it's got length and girth. Well, according to your Kindle stats of how long it's going to take you to read, I'm not sure you're going to be done. I know. I'm not sure either. It's it's funny. It was like average read time, 21 hours. And then I log in at the end of the first chapter. It's like you have 46 hours. (laughs) That's how slow I read. So, and I wish that was something I was doing for comedic effect, hyperbole, being absurd to make a point no that is literally how long my kindle told me i have to read so well i might have to burn some pto yeah <laughs> i want to get caught up you'll just start just start taking it whenever you do all those mod shifts yeah i have a hard time focusing at work yeah that's because people pop into your office even when they seconds. don't i just have a hard time but anyway so uh we're also doing bingo so let's do a bingo call out right here for people okay so Bingo call out number one, Mariana Fernandez. There we go. And she's just delightful. So you should take that class. (laughs) So uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, that's a good question. We are going to talk all about this gym kit situation. It's a Mm -hmm. whole kerfluffle. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. There's all kinds of things going on there. Also, there's some interesting articles that came up this week about walking workouts and also TikTok's TikTok's new foray into shopping and will it affect Peloton? We also have a visit from Angelo from MetPro and we talk about the pers- finding your own personal levers for change. We also have some instructors in the news. We have some celebrity sightings, multiple celebrity sightings, a new artist series, competitor news, and uh, we have some instructor news and another bingo call out as well. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, TuneIn, iHeart, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That is super appreciated. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. 
you can sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com where you get all the links and stuff sent to you. And you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash theclipout where for five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes, you get all sorts of bonus content, uh, and you get uh, our love <laughs> for Valentine's Day. But uh, anyway, it's a great, easy way to support the show. We try to keep the cost minimal, five bucks. That's not a whole lot, right? So uh, anyway, if you're swinging on by there, we'd love to have you. And oh, you can also watch all of these over on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clipout. So there's all that. Let's uh, Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. Gym kit. Woo. First off, what's a gym kit? That's a great question. Okay. okay, so gym kit is this thing that lives in the Apple verse where if you have an Apple Watch, it connects automatically to machines. So, like in my experience with a bike plus mm-hmm. specifically, right. I would take my little Apple Watch. And as the class was getting ready to start, I would wave it in front of the little sensor. Right. And then, boom, I would be starting. It would automatically be tracking all of my metrics on my watch. And that, of course, would go to my profile. It would go to my Apple Health. Like, everything was happy. Right. Go straight to the NSA. Exactly. Right. Yeah, they, for sure. All that. For sure. Yeah. So so does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, as much as I can understand, since I don't have Apple product. Yeah. I mean, everybody who has an Apple watch and whether you have Apple watch or not, you also can have Apple health. And that is one of the things that people really like. They like to fill their rings up. In fact, there's like whole competitions, which I don't really like the competitions, but lots of people do. Sure. And uh, it's kind of like with, with Peloton, like you make it work for however you you need it to work. Right. So yeah. being able to participate in those competitions is what motivates people. Therefore, they need to be able to make sure that their data is filling up their ring. So if they took a class and it didn't count, then it's kind of like you didn't get credit if you're doing one of these competitions, right? So that there's a lot of reasons why you would want it to fill up your ring. Some of it has nothing to do with competition. Some of it's just you want to track all of your health and mm-hmm. you want to just be able to see how many minutes a day you're doing your workouts. So at any rate, where things stood Monday is Peloton rolled out to some, I guess they started sending out emails to people. If you were a gym kit user, you were on record as a current gym kit user, then you got an email saying we're no longer going to use gym kit. Now we're going to use this thing called one tap tracking, which one tap tracking still connects you to the equipment and you can still get your information. And in fact, it still fills up your rings. But there is a very common misconception that it does not fill up your rings. Ah. So people are very upset about that. But it's interesting because the benefit of moving to one tap tracking is that it would be across all equipment, right? So your bike or bike plus, your tread, your rower, whatever, you would be able to get that information. But the masses have spoken <laughs> and they are very, very upset about not having gym kit access. So can they not have both available? I I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Let me tell you, after days of asking a lot of questions, we don't have many answers. Gotcha. Um, What we do know is as of this moment, and that could change tomorrow, (laughs) (laughs) as of this moment, Peloton plans to reverse gears Mm -hmm. and they plan 
to only use or they plan to use gym kit for the foreseeable future. That is a direct quote for the foreseeable future. Okay. So in my mind, still someday could change, like wrap your head around that people. Right. But um, I think that this just raises more questions than answers. Like what questions has it raised for you? Well, why are they changing it? Like we know that a lot of Peloton users used to be Apple users. We know that from our own download situation. But I think it's a pretty small segment of those people that also use Apple watches. And do you I mean, Apple watches are very popular. And if you're an Apple user and you have a piece of Peloton equipment, I would think you probably have a greater likelihood of also having an Apple Watch. Maybe I'm not saying it correctly. It's not that I don't think that they don't have an Apple Watch. I just, there's all kinds of ways that you can track your fitness Mm -hmm. and your stats. And I don't know that it's definitely, (laughs) that it's linked Right. That, yeah. that like everybody who has an Apple Watch gives a shit about how they record it as long as it records it. Right. And like I I record I record mine multiple ways. And I, because I have a whoop and I have an Apple Watch and sometimes I even use my polar strap whenever I'm doing like a testing, like my testing with my stride or if I'm testing for the VO2 master. Like there's all of these things that I'm using. Right. So I guess it's just to me the the larger point I'm trying to make is. I can't believe out of all the things that Peloton has taken away and people have thrown a fit over, this is the one that they, that, that they caved on. Right. There's got to be a bigger reason. I don't, I mean, they're saying it's members that, that made them change. And, and I'm sure that that is true to an extent. Right. But what's, what's the other reason? Like, I mean, I can make guesses all day. Like, I, I don't know what that reason is. Like, do you think potentially, for example, that there is some kind of legal repercussion here. I mean, when when Peloton first released the Bike Plus, one of the features was listed everywhere as gym kit. And, and that was back in 2020. They still had it all over everything. Right. So that was a big deal then. Do you think that there is like some kind of legal thing for not keeping it on there? Like, can people say, hey, you removed a feature that I... Because there's a lot of people that bought a Bike Plus specifically because they could make it work with the gym kit. Right. A lot of people. Huh. And they are mad. Yeah. And so I just find it really strange that that many people were able to, were that upset that they were able to get Peloton to change their mind. And and like, look, I'm just, I'm just saying, when I think about how many people have complained about, I don't know, customer service, they keep saying they're going to change it. It hasn't. It has not gotten appreciably better. I will now also they're say, making changes. And that's a lot harder thing to just flip a switch on and change. So fair. Hey, people, be nicer or be better. Like, that's like. No, that's, that's fair. That's a lot more uh, nebulous to correct. I don't know. I just, there's a million things that I think of, you know, that like they didn't make the right statement or. Every, every time they purge a class. Yeah. Or, like, and, and they yeah. have reverse courses on two classes that I know of, but like very small, right? Yeah. Like, and, and that's a much easier, simpler fix if, if you had any sort of sizable number of people super upset about the absence of a particular class. Like how many people did it take before they removed the, they said their their details about removing the Kanye classes like that was several days yeah and some of it's just that like Peloton gets they get quiet and you never know what that means like does that mean 
they're planning a change? Does that mean they already had it planned? Like, it was so weird because this week they started rolling this out on people's tablets. They started sending these emails out. All this stuff started coming out. The Verge has an article on it. Every other article, every other outlet out there, like, used the Verge article and then wrote another article about it. And it was everywhere. I just find that so strange that all of that came from a small subset of people. That that just is really weird to me. Really weird that they're reversing courses. It just feels like a bigger story to me. Yeah, I I don't know enough about that end of things to even hazard a guess. I don't know. It just doesn't it does not mesh with what I've seen them do in the past. And I I really don't want you to get the impression I'm saying that they don't care about the members because it, it's truly not what I'm saying. Right. I, I'm sure that was a portion of this. Well, I just really and a lot of times when you see this clamoring about give us this thing back or make this change like Peloton has data. And so that, that I mean, maybe so that's all it is. Just because somebody's loud doesn't mean that they have enough people to actually move the needle. Right. That's fair. I mean, obviously, we don't see the, da the data. And I was I was surprised because I was just kind of reading through the lines of this conversation. And it's like part of what they were saying on the record. So I'm OK to say this is that, you know, they only sent out emails to people who use GymKit, right? Which means that they can tell if you're a person who like uses GymKit, you know? And it's just crazy to think that it's that granular. But to your point, Tom, there is data. So so maybe I'm picturing it as this small subset. And it's really like, I don't know, a million people. I don't know. Right. I also like any thoughts on why they wanted to get rid of it in the first place? Well, I don't they did not elaborate on anything. My assumption and is truly my assumption is that the one tap tracking is available across all of the, the equipment. So like to me, they could just code for one thing and be done. Right. That, yeah. And that would give the user, uh, the member, a better experience, too. Right. So I don't know. I don't know why. But that's just what I assumed that it was. Now, there's also, you know, a lot of people who. I wonder if didn't get emails that use Jimkit because there's been a lot of problems with the technology in general not working. So I don't know if the technology hasn't been working because they've been testing, changing, making this change. Right. I don't know if it hasn't been working because there's other problems or what. Maybe they just find it buggy and they Could think be. one tap works better. And they were like, let's just get rid of it and switch to this because you can still it'll work on the other thing. So who cares? And and the other important thing to note about one tap tracking that I feel is important, and I don't think I said it already, is if you use the Apple kit, the gym kit, right? That is within Apple's world. Mm -hmm. If you use the one tap tracking, that pulls it into Peloton's world. So it becomes Peloton's data. Gotcha. So I think. There, that's what's driving that it. That could be yeah. a very important reason that they wanted to go down that road. Yeah. So, yeah. I also think that, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people that do use Apple, you know, there, there's a lot of people just want the data. And, and I think that if they're going to move forward, if Peloton is going to continue using this one tap tracking, that's, or excuse me, if they're going to continue to use the, the gym kit, and maybe someday move over to that one tap tracking. You know, the hope is that they'll be able to do it so it's seamless. Like you can't even tell as right. a user. It has all the same data points. That would be my hope. But 
who knows? I just, I can't believe how upset people got about it and how much traction it got. It's just such a simple thing. Yeah. But I guess Apple people, they get Apple because they like that. It's very plug and play. All the Apple things talk and you don't have to think about it. And if all of a sudden you're saying you might have to make a change like that's, that's jarring for people. I guess it just, it's, if it's still filling your ring, sure. I don't I, know why it matters. Yeah. Maybe it does matter because it's not giving that specific like power output. I don't know because it wasn't even supposed to take place until the 27th of this month. So like, what is it that people were seeing that they were already upset about? Right. <laughs> that's what I'm giving yeah, you. No, like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, moving on to other stories, a uh, stylist.co.uk wrote about uh, how much they dig walking workouts. <laughs> Did you get a chance to read this? Of course not. Okay. Well, <laughs> in, first of all, I just think that it's another, you know, we're seeing another example of the tread getting, traction huh? yeah and and i also think that's important because this was written in the uk mm -hmm. but i i i think something that i have always felt about these workouts is that you can underestimate how much you're going to enjoy them like you think you, you have said so many times tom that like people who are seasoned runners and i think this goes for walkers as well like why do i need somebody to tell me how to right. work why do like, I need somebody I, tell me how to run i got it yeah yeah and, and don't get me wrong, you can totally do that on your sure. own. But I think for me personally, it's just so much more engaging mm -hmm. and I'm going to stick with it more. And I think I'm not the only one that feels that way. Well, clearly not. Miranda Larby feels that way too. <laughs> and I know this is on a .co.uk site, but Miranda Larby, mm -hmm. that just screams .co.uk to me. That sounds like a British name. You're funny. Miranda Larby. I'm like, yes, she says lift and Laurie. Is that the thing you say? <laughs> I don't know. The lift is. The lift is. It's so funny. When we came home from London, I had so many words in my head that that people say in London and they're all gone now. Like, <laughs> the lift is still there. But other than that, yeah. they're all gone. All Put, gone. Putting your groceries in the boot. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. You're like, why are they all the way up in Canada? <laughs> TikTok is testing its long-awaited in-app shopping feature. Yeah, and why do you care about that? Well, don't forget that recently Peloton teamed up with TikTok, and they have, you know, uh, TikTok Fitness is their mm -hmm. little channel or whatever. I suspect that we might be seeing shopping taking place right in the TikTok app. Um, Interesting. You think they'll be selling equipment or no. do you think they'll be selling like apparel? Apparel. Gotcha. And um, I have noticed and I've some of the other the helper bees mentioned this like I would say about a month ago, probably the most recent Lululemon drop that they had noticed that there were instructors that if they were wearing Lululemon, they described it like they're kind of doing a shopping thing right. while they're on the bike. And ever since the the helper bees pointed that out like i can't unsee it like no matter what class i'm in yeah if an instructor is wearing lululemon they talk about it so i think that you're going to see you're going to see lululemon being sold to you direct on tiktok and you're going to see the instructors doing like shopping like things like qbc yes type stuff yeah and you might even remember that they did something like that over on instagram but as far as i know they only did it once and they never did it again yeah so i think they're going to try it again and i think they're going to try it over on tiktok and i have a feeling it's going to do well interesting mm -hmm. clip out 
Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Well, we are happy to have you here. And, you know, last time we talked, we we talked about goal setting for 2024. One of the things that you brought up is that there are the type of people that need to work on behaviors and then there and consistency. And then there's another type of people. They're doing all the things, but they're not seeing the change they want to see. So what I wanted to ask this time is. How do we understand what our our personal levers for change are if we're one of the people that's doing all the things? Oh, great question. I'm glad you asked that. In fact, that's a very timely question because at MetPro, we've recently just been doing a big uh, research project where we've reviewed some of the newest research. In fact, we've taken 45 peer-reviewed clinical studies and trials, and we've compared it against what we have been finding with our clients. And what I want to tell you is that contrary to marketing and popular belief, nutrition and exercise are actually some of the most well-researched and studied topics. We have so much clinical research out there. So when some celebrity or professional trainer suggests that, you know, they have found a new way to, <laughs> to, to, to do, they've discovered something new and it's different than anyone else and only, only uh, celebrities and pro athletes know it and you too can eat donuts and have six pack abs, <laughs> um, be suspicious, be very suspicious. Yeah. So. Here's what actual research is, is indicating. Um, and while I won't be able to share all the studies we've gone over, we basically have broken it down by the most researched and most proven methodologies. And, and here it is. It's, it comes down to calorie manipulation. So the same rules apply whether you're trying to gain muscle or lose fat, but we'll, we'll speak in terms of, of weight loss. That represents 83% of people who reach out to us. Um, there is carbohydrate manipulation or control, there is exercise, and then there is something called nutritional periodization or cycling your nutrition. And that can be done in short spurts or it can be done on a macro cycle over longer periods of time. And so these remain really the, the four ways, the four levers that you have. Now, you know, you might find this superfood that's really healthy and satiating and it has high in antioxidants and all of that is great. That is not going to be the deciding factor in body composition changes. At the end of the day, it's going to boil down to these four very well studied mechanics and how they interact with each other. The, the caveat is that there's pros and cons to each. So the thing to remember is your body craves homeostasis. That's the truth. <laughs> Don't like change. That's it. Your body will constantly adapt and acclimate to try to prevent excessive weight loss or weight gain. 
because your body knows you cannot exist in a ongoing state of either perpetual weight gain or weight loss. So it adjusts things biologically, hormonally, cellular level on, a, on, on all the different systems that work together in your body. They adjust to try and recreate homeostasis. I feel like my body's a lot better at one kind of adjustment than another. <laughs> yeah, your body's pretty good at, at that. that that's, that's what people think, but that's only because we don't notice when it's working in our favor. Sure. That's true. How many times did we have, a, you know, we gained a couple pounds over a bad eating week. But if you add up the math, you really, we really deserve to gain a lot more. <laughs> for sure. That was our metabolism working for us instead of against us. So, with calorie control, um, that has essentially remains within the research. Clinical studies have shown that it is still the most single influential piece of the equation when it comes to predicting weight loss or lack thereof. So if somebody says calories doesn't don't matter, they are saying that in the face of literally thousands of pieces of research. So um, calories do matter. Your intake balance does matter. However, what happens is a downside to calorie restriction is it triggers something called metabolic adaptation, metabolic adaption, metabolic drift, adaptive thermogenesis. These are all terms that relate to broadly your body gets used to lower calories and slows your metabolism. That's essentially what it means. I saw and adaptive thermogenesis open for yes in like 83. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so what the new research is showing is actually somewhat scary. And basically what it's showing is this adaptive process. We used to think as trainers and nutritionists, we used to think that, oh yeah, when you eat less, your metabolism slows because you become a smaller person. So you weigh less. So of course your metabolism is slower. But what all the new research is showing is like, yes, while that is true, that only accounts for a tiny bit of your metabolism slowing. People's metabolism slow way more than the five pounds of weight they lost. Explain that. So what's happening is this adaptive response in relation to dieting itself. And they proved that. So what they did was they, they actually um, measured RMR, BMR-based metabol metabolic rate, resting metabolic rate of some uh, young men, college-age athletes, oxygen chamber, the whole nine yards. It was a very good clinical study because you have to read the details uh, where they underfed them. And the results were that you could see declines in resting metabolic rate in as little as three days. And that shocked some people. Now, they didn't lose 50 pounds in three days. They just changed their diet. You could start, start seeing those effects that fast. The good news is you could also see it increase when they overfed them. So it's really interesting to see what the science is indicating. So... Calorie control remains a reliable and proven method, but it shouldn't be applied in a vacuum. You need to understand that there are going to be some kickback on it, metabolically speaking. And so it should, needs to be applied to the degree necessary. Now, with carbohydrate restriction, the studies, the research does not all agree. 
So some research basically still remains that calorie restriction is the bigger factor. Other research indicates that actually with carbohydrate restriction, you can lose weight a little quicker or you actually can lose a little more weight. And it does seem to indicate that that is the case. The reason not all the research is in line with one another is largely because some of that increased weight loss can be chalked up to hydration fluctuation that is associated with low-carb dieting. You lose water. So each gram of glucose or glycogen in your muscle and livers is stored with three grams of water. Much of that is depleted quickly therefore resulting in some water loss when you restrict carbohydrates. Be that as it may, there is still a body of evidence that indicates despite that, it can still enhance weight loss. And there is some research that indicates, especially with specific groups, it can help control sugar cravings. It can help stabilize blood sugar and, and other things like that. The downside is you will still experience some metabolic drift. And when you restrict carbohydrates, what we've learned is that your body becomes more carbohydrate sensitive. So there's that to weigh. The third proven studied lever that we have is exercise. And now I'm going to give you a piece of bad news. You want to know what all the recent research suggests? You're not working as hard as you thought you were. Well, you might be working as hard, but you're not burning as many calories. It's not fair because I already know that answer. (laughs) (laughs) So the the ACSM latest research that is based off of meta-analysis, well, that where they've taken into factor hundreds and hundreds of research papers indicate that we have to do between 150 to 250 minutes a week to prevent weight gain of greater than 3%. To just prevent weight gain of greater than 3%. So So you'll still gain weight, it just uh won't be over 2 or 3%. Uh Yeah. That's that's what the stats show. Yeah. So why isn't everyone throwing up their hands and saying, well, then why bother? I'm just going to focus on diet. Oh, I did. I just, I just, should I not have done that? I was like, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the last episode of the clip out. Everybody can throw their Peloton up on the buy, sell, trade group. Here's why you have to ignore Tom. You have to ignore Tom because so many another reasons. meta-analysis, and this coincides with all the data we've gotten at MetPro, another meta-analysis where they evaluated thousands of different clinical studies that were deemed successful weight loss attempts. That's sustained weight loss of greater than 5% of your body weight. That's the clinical definition of that. In this meta-analysis, 88% of them If they were successful, 88% of them included exercise, regular exercise. Exercise is massively impactful, but not necessarily for the reasons people think. So here's a big one. Even though someone can do the math and go, I just did all that exercise and I burned 150 calories. I'll just, you know skip my apple and peanut butter today and, and skip the exercise. Everything works out equal, right? Right. Not so. (laughs) 
<laughs> not so because of that metabolic drift associated with decreased intake. So now what happens is to lose the same amount of weight, you have to eat that much less. And when you eat less, all the research shows your metabolism slows down in compensation for that. So by virtue of being able to eat a little bit more and still lose weight, exercise has an extremely potent effect on your ability to continue losing weight and keep it off without plateauing faster. So exercise is huge. And the last piece is nutritional cycling or periodization. That's where uh, it is our belief at MetPro there is a lot of opportunity most people leave on the table, and that is it has proven conclusively your metabolism will follow your intake. So by having periods of calculated, some people call it refeeding, some people call it metabolic revving, where it's calculated, not random, where, well, I guess I since I just ate that cheeseburger, today's a refeed day. <laughs> Actually doing it at a time that makes sense, you can refresh your metabolic rate. Um, and we have seen tremendous results with our clients at MetPro doing that. And so by implementing in a multidisciplinary way, calorie control, carbohydrate control, exercise and nutritional periodization, that's where we're able to get the best result long-term. And that's the basic science that we help people implement and make simple for the average person to apply. So that's what the latest research is saying. And it, it's all, it's good. It's good. It means that if you feel like, man, I've tried everything and it's just not working, do not give up. There's a strategy that will work for you. Yep, I've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. I've it's, had it happen. Exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. It's not just as simple as calories in, calories out. Yeah. I know you just said a lot more than that, but that's the point. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to have a certain degree of patience. It's yes. not going to happen overnight. Yes. Yeah. So if people would like this sort of information tailor-made to their fitness journey, where can they find you? They can find us at metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So we had a Peloton instructor leave and return. We will talk about her return when we return. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. <laughs> I didn't make a sandwich with these. 
I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It is the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. Irene, whatever her last name is, <laughs> has returned. So it used to be Schultz and now she is married. And so it is Irene Kamer. And uh, her first class back was on February 13th. And she was super excited about it, uh, posting on socials. And uh, when we posted this article, she we were like, who's who's ready to take a class with Irene? And she was like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she'll be there. So hopefully she's ready. Um, That's kind of like if the Beatles were like, you know what, Pete Best? Why don't you come on back? <laughs> <laughs> well, she she seems to really be enjoying it. The other instructors that she works with, you know, locally there right. uh, also seem to be really enjoying it. And uh, that's that's really nice. Like, it's nice to have a, a happy ending here. Absolutely. So Robin Arzan was on the cover of a magazine. I'm not sure how to say the cover of this magazine. Veg, as in Veg. vegetarian. Okay. Veg out because it, she is a vegetarian. Okay. That's why I know that. Because at first I was like, oh, oh, I used to have a subscription that, oh no, no that's an E. I didn't have a subscription to <laughs> this at all. <laughs> so she is gracing the cover of Veg out. She is. And uh, she is also wearing a Brittany Allen outfit. Yeah. I mean, this is great for Robin, but uh, I think that we all know she's been on her share of magazine covers. What is super exciting is that Brittany Allen is on her first cover of a magazine. Oh, nice. That's really exciting. That is. It's just nice to see all of that come together. It must be a very difficult issue because she's wearing yellow. <laughs> Nicely done, Tom. I listen sometimes. 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 Also, it says uh, that she tells all, but I bet she doesn't. I doubt she does. You know, yeah. I feel like that would never be a thing. So I just back to this veg thing. Okay. I just don't <laughs> think the word reads like you should say veg when you abbreviate it that way. I don't have a solution, but I feel like it should read like veg. But it's always been that like you've heard people say, I'm just going to veg out. 
No, no, no. I, verbally, like veg makes sense, but spelling it this way, it's like when you say fridge, like we add a D to the word. Sure. Right? But there's no D in refrigerator. That's but when true. you say fridge, you don't spell it F R I G. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. When I saw it, I just knew that that's what it meant. Yeah. I didn't have any question about it. But you are the same individual that I get into an argument with every single time over the uh, uh, nasal thing. What is that stuff called? It's called Mucinex. No, it's the, it's Mucinex, and you call it Mucinex. Because Mucinex doesn't make any sense. Well, that's still the name. It does not clear up your musis. I'm just saying that's what they called it. Well, they're wrong. But that's what they called it. I don't care. I'm going to dead name Mucinex. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> they got it wrong. I guess you identify <laughs> with the musis. <laughs> I don't, but they do. So when it clears up my musis, I will call it Mucinex. That's, that's my hard stance on that. Well, at any rate, it's veg out. Yes. Matt Wilpers announced that he will be running the Boston Marathon. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I would have thought he had done all of the marathons by now. Yeah. I, I just like he's always exercising. So I <laughs> it's kind of the gig. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exciting. And I love seeing all the instructors do all of these like world majors. It's mm -hmm. fun. And that's great that he's chalking another one up. This is a really good picture. It is a really good picture. It's very like visually appealing yeah it's a very dynamic for just a picture of a guy running yeah. like how off you know like you know but just the background where i don't know where he's at but uh wherever he's at it it's cool looking it is i um i always wonder about people who take these pictures when they're running yeah i'm like okay so did you do the trick where you have your camera on something and you keep running at it trying to get the perfect shot or do you just have somebody with you because there's nobody around him and that's hard enough to do in like New York, right? Yeah, my guess is this is a photo shoot of some kind. That there's a pro there with the tripod with probably like some crazy zoom lens where he might be like 400 yards away mm -hmm. and that, you know, and they can just zoom in and that way he doesn't have to like run 10 feet and stop and you know, <laughs> they can actually get full strides to get that perfect shot. Well. So anyway, congrats to whoever. Oh, uh photo credit. Yeah. Mark Nellens, is that what that says? Marin Alons or Marina Lons? I I don't know where the I will mouse over it and give them full credit since we were speaking so highly of them. That's a good idea. Marina Alonso Rojas. So, well, well done. Well done indeed. Peloton celebrity sightings. So we have two celebrity sightings this week that uh, what, we do. one i think we've seen before but the one that we have not seen before to the best of my knowledge is judy greer well i didn't think we had seen either of them so that's that's interesting so i know you told me but for the people who may not know what is what is judy greer famous for so judy greer has kind of made a cottage industry out of being the best friend in romantic comedies <laughs> i think she was in 27 dresses and oh, i'm trying to think other things maybe 13 going on 30 one of those kind of movies she's in a lot of that kind of stuff she was also on arrested development she yeah. played jeffrey tambor's secretary the <laughs> one who kept exposing herself to michael and then accusing him of sexual harassment <laughs> uh she was in uh the 
the Halloween sequel that uh, came out like in like 2018 where they ignored all the other movies except the first one and Jamie Lee Curtis came back. Yeah. The really good one. The first one was so good, but the other ones were hot garbage, but the first one was really good. So yeah, she's in all sorts of stuff like that. Like you would totally recognize her if you saw her. She, she was on two and a half men. Uh, she had a reoccurring role in there. I think she popped up on the big bang theory a couple of times. So yeah, she's been in lots and lots of things. Well, welcome to the family, Miss Judy Greer. And also uh, Donna Mills spoke to Fox News Digital about how she stays so fit. She is 83 years old. I refuse to say 83 years young because it just sounds condescending. I rue the day someone refers to me as a young man trying to ingratiate themselves. Yeah, you you will read them the riot act i will yeah i'll then be the old man yelling at a cloud but um <laughs> uh, but she's probably most famous for being on not slanting yeah okay. that's what that's what made it stand out to me i don't remember seeing this before but maybe we did yeah but i just think that's really cool first of all that um that she's 83 and she's still in amazing shape congrats yeah this article doesn't have any pictures of her but she looks great for 83 i've seen other pictures of her and different things because i i so you know instagram i'm not instagram but facebook knows what you're thinking and then feeds it to you yes right and so they know i'm always thinking about old-time television <laughs> so i get fed a lot of stories about old-time television yeah so i she pops up in my facebook feed sometimes because of that <laughs> what your old-timey references yes that's <laughs> Me and my classic television. So, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, good for her. Yeah, that's fun. Coming up after this, we're going to tell you about the latest artist series and which uh, competitors are teaming up to try to take down Peloton. So stick around. Peloton Artist Collaboration. The latest artist series features Green Day. Always exciting when it's a band I've heard of. Listen, I'm really excited about this. No, I'm not going to lie. When meditation lost its fun, you're fucking lazy. <laughs> that's that's the song there. Would you like to hear my Green Day story? Uh, of course. So uh, when I was working in radio back in the day. Is this is this short enough that we do, we can include it here? Or do we need to put it over on bonus? Oh, maybe we should put it in bonus. That's up to okay. you. Okay. What a tease. Well, we are going to, we are going to, um, the other thing we just talked about moving to bonus, we are moving that to bonus. So okay. if you, if that makes time for this. Yeah, we're already pretty deep. That's okay. We'll do it in bonus. <laughs> if you want to hear my green day story <laughs> from my radio days, uh, you can, you'll hear that in this week's bonus episode. So I will. I will keep things moving. But yes, you have a Green Day Artist Series in your future. There are a lot of classes, including there be. including three lane breaks. Now, here's the thing about this, Tom. This is only the Dookie album. Oh, because they're celebrating exactly. 30 years of Dookie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? That's exactly right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, yeah. So I, the only thing I was disappointed about at all is that the, the lane break run is only 15 minutes. Oh, that's still probably like 19 songs. That's they're, true. They are punk short. band. They are pretty short. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Also, I, I thought it was an interesting pairing that the run is going to be with Camila, Camila Ramon. 
Like I, I don't really know her music taste. It just, right, right. it wouldn't have been like, oh, you know who would be perfect for right. this. Not that I'm like against it. Yeah. Just, it didn't pop into my head. A so. yoga flow <laughs> where I can guarantee you, you will hear the time of your life, which I know is technically called good riddance. Yes. Don't add me. <laughs> but if I had said good riddance, like half the people would have been like, what the hell song is that? That's so true. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dennis is doing the uh, yoga flow, which is 30 minutes. So you will also hear a lot of other hits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, they don't have very many songs that I would think lend themselves to yoga. Well, I will say uh, now, I don't know how Dennis is doing it, um, but I, by the time this, this airs, we will already know the answer to this, but sometimes Dennis goes in and finds new arrangements. Okay. So potentially maybe green day has like done an acoustic version of that. Yeah. Different songs. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm like, wake me up when September ends. (laughs) That was kind of long and good riddance. Like that's what I got like for slower green day songs. Well, it is a yoga flow. So maybe he's like moving things along. Maybe it's a little more power yoga. I don't know. We shall see. Well, we won't, but you guys will. (laughs) You did do that meditation yesterday. I was uh, I was trapped. <laughs> Ross Rayburn trapped me. He's a wily one. You got to watch him. Checking out the competition. Wahoo and Zwift, Wonder Twin Powers Activate, are trying, it's according to this, teaming up to challenge Peloton for at-home biking workout supremacy. I'm like, but are they? I mean, truly, I kind of don't think that they are because wasn't it just last week we talked about that, like either Wahoo or Zwift, one of the two, like they had just made all these layoffs in the last three years. Yeah. Like what they're describing in this, which we'll get to, like it sounds like people, there will be people that will will absolutely be into this, but I don't think anybody's going to be like, well, I don't need a Peloton anymore. I think the people that are going to want this either we're never going to get a Peloton because they're road riders. Mm Mm-hmm. Or they're always going to have both and they don't care. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all of that. So tell them what they're doing. No, I didn't read it. Oh, I think it's a training thing. So you can use your bike at home. <laughs> <laughs> you can use your road bike. Okay. Now. So this is the Wahoo Kicker Core Zwift 1. The Wahoo Kicker Core Zwift 1. Yes. That is the name of whatever they are releasing. Yes. Okay. So what is it? It is It is not a stationary bike. It's a smart trainer that you can attach to your own bike. And it is compatible with all 8 to 12 speed bikes and offers a realistic indoor cycling experience. There is virtual shifting capabilities, 24 virtual gears, and it's ready to ride right out of the box. And it connects instantaneously with your Zwift platform. Well, you got to set it up. But besides that, it's done. Does it have gem kit? <laughs> That's the real question. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Because not how people in this world would be tracking it. Yeah. But uh, it, it does say that you can buy this for uh, $599 in the United States. Okay. So I, I I agree with you, Tom. I don't really think it's a competitor. But there are people that like they have moved over to that, but they For ride sure. outside a lot. Yeah. I don't see this as the average person who enjoys a spin class is going to want to do this. They do have fun games from when I hear that. For sure. Like I'm not even bagging on it. I just think that like, yeah, like people that 
want a Peloton, want a Peloton or a Peloton like experience. Yeah. And if you're really into your road bike, this makes total sense and is probably great for you. Yeah. But I just think that they're two very different audiences. I, I agree with you because like I wouldn't want to take my road bike and set it up on this thing because that's too much. Like, <laughs> like it's too many things I have to take apart. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I don't like it. And there are people that like do it in two seconds and they make it look easy. And yeah. that is not me. Like I end up crying every time I have to take the tire off my, my bike. Yeah, That is not how this household is. Last night, it literally <laughs> took three of us. I forgot about that. To change the battery and a smoke detector. It was mostly because it was really high up in the ceiling. It was very high up, and I'm a Shetland person, and so my son had to help because he's taller, but he's even less mechanically inclined so than I am. Trying to explain what he needed to do, twist and... like push and twist, and like uh, yeah, it was no. But it, we got it done. We did get it done. <laughs> and the dog was very thankful. Yes, because she heard that beep and she was cowering. And it wasn't like her. a nonstop. It wasn't like the alarm was going off. It was just like every once in a while I would go. And she, and she was, was like, just like, what is happening? <laughs> Aliens are invading. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. <laughs> well, at least we know if the house ever catches on fire, <laughs> Twix will awaken us. Yes. She will jump on top of us and be like, make it stop. Yes. I don't care if you're going to die, but I need that to stop. <laughs> we'll be awoken by a coughing dog. That makes me sad. Be even more sad if she didn't wake us up. Stop. <laughs> New content. So let's start with bingo announcement number two. <laughs> well, thank you for remembering that we had a bingo number two. Well, before we started, you did remind me <laughs> that we had a bingo number two. I was trying to give you credit. Don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for when I actually deserve the credit. Well, bingo number two is Jess Sims. Make sure you've taken a class with Jess this week to check it off. Okay. Is Ross this week? Because I took a Ross class. No. Oh, damn it. No. There goes my bingo card. I would have been up to two spaces. Because <laughs> you got the free space. Well, the free one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was there. I was there. Okay. <laughs> so TCO top five, we reach out to you and you tell us what you like best and then we share it with other people so maybe they can pick a class yeah. instead of scrolling i one day i'll come up with a catchy way to say all that okay but today, today is not that day is not that day all right yeah well uh it is perfect that you were just talking about ross because he is our favorite peloton yoga this week okay this is from january 19th of 24 it was a 30 minute 80s yoga flow and kate anthony uh she says that 30 minutes 80s yoga flow was great. The music was great. And Ross was so funny. Now you got to realize that when Ross is funny, he goes into major dad joke time. I love it. I love it. I love it so much because he cracks himself up while he's doing yoga. And yeah. there's nothing funnier than watching somebody <laughs> grin at themselves. It's almost as funny as the jiggle giggle. Not quite, but almost. It's pretty good. I, I don't know what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. So, uh, number two, favorite Peloton Pilates. This comes from Kristen McGee, and that class took place on February 2nd of this year. Mindy Jensen submitted this. She says she's so happy that Peloton has started incorporating props into Peloton Pilates and bar classes. Oh, can a Carrot Top artist series be far behind? Not, no. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> she she knows that Kristen's first 30 minute class with the ring was a top five pick when it came out, but she loved this one too. The ring adds another level of resistance and challenge to Pilates because it engages your muscles that much more. She always feels it the next day. I would think the ring would really get your heart rate up too, because that little girl is so scary. <laughs> like, ah, where'd she come from? This stringy hair. It's a different kind of ring. Looking like a Alanis Morissette baby. <laughs> Number three, favorite Peloton ride. So this one came from, this one is from Toon Day. It's the 30-minute Timbaland ride from February 8th. Now, uh, a lot of people were excited about this one. Kimberly Ray Jessup shared that it was not just her favorite class for the week. It's now one of her favorites of all times it made her top 10 fave evers not sure who it bumped but what a killer playlist and fun class she was fire <laughs> uh, number four is favorite peloton walk okay so this took place on february 10th of 24 it was a 30 minute country pop walk with rebecca kennedy and rebecca allen said that she really enjoyed this country walk it featured popular country hits from the 2000s with the exception of john denver during the cold cool down but it was an excellent low impact workout with great vibes she's healing from an injury so these good vibe walks are just what she needs and this was amazing okay and finally number five the favorite peloton unstackable it's my girl Susie with a 60-minute 80s run. Listen, if you have not taken an 80s class with Susie, you need to get on it. Here's the thing. Carrie I. Frank said that Susie's 60-minute 80s run, it was daunting amount of time because it was 60 minutes, but it was a perfect playlist and it was an achievable pace. So that equaled success. Plus it's Susie. So. Also, uh, let's take a gander at This Week in Peloton. Okay, so they've added a new collection, the Workday Reset. So this helps you take a break from whatever you're doing, okay. and it helps you refocus your brain. It's going to help you refresh your mind. It's a 20-class collection that has a bunch of short workouts that don't require any equipment. So you've got body weight, strength, low-impact cardio, and chair yoga, as well as meditation and stretches. Then we've got another new one called Hack Your Commute. So this is interesting because they kicked it off with a literal commute at run in London. Okay. Um, and uh, they want to get people that are already commuting, turn it into a positive thing by doing a run. So this particular collection contains fitness and mindfulness classes that blend seamlessly into your journey. So that's going to help you get to work faster okay uh and then there is the monthly mantra yoga and meditation so Kristen mcgee is bringing yoga meditation in a new stack so she's going to be starting kicking it off this week on the 13th and it's going to be a 30 minute beginner yoga flow and then a 10 minute kindness meditation right after and of course they're on demand i gotta say that was one of my favorite godzilla movies Godzilla versus Mantra. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> then we have Power Zone Country. So if you like country music and you like Power Zone training, Dennis is heading up a 30-minute class that's going to be featuring your favorite country hits on the 17th of February. 
We also have new Groove Ride instructors. Yeah. So Dennis and Camila have now been officially added to the Groove Ride roster. And uh, this week, there was also a special class that was a Groove class. It was a two for one, Emma and Leanne, that took place on the 13th. And uh, finally, for this segment, wait, no, this is not finally. Second, finally, and ultimately. <laughs> There were some Valentine's Day classes you might want to check out. And and I have to say, they were actually, this particular article was more about the Galentines. Um, it was both. It was yeah. both, right? So I, I guess maybe it's just that I was more excited about the Galentines classes because what they did is Galentine's Day is officially on the 13th, right? So they had two for one. So like the two for one I just mentioned, that was Leanne and Emma. Technically, mm -hmm. that was Galentine's. Okay. And then uh, my gals, uh, Susie and Jocelyn teamed up for a walk plus run yesterday and uh there were several like they did ash and uh katie on the rower that was another two for one i thought that was really fun and then i should have had a class on the 14th because it was ash wednesday <laughs> that's true but uh i was i was a bit disappointed though because i went to go take this walk plus run with Susie and jocelyn yesterday and could not get in at all like the completely servers were crashed like wow. it was dead and i tried was it your gym kit? <laughs> no, yeah. um, because it doesn't work with the tread. So that never would have uh, been a thing. But uh, I did try turning the tread off and on. And every time I came back, it was just not starting. And I, I tried on the app and it was just like, this is not a class. This is not real. <laughs> not happening. So after 15 minutes, I gave up and it was fine because I had already done my real workout for the day. I just wanted to hang out with these ladies, but uh, I didn't get you. But I did take half of it this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother story yes. yes it is and finally for real <laughs> peloton celebrated lunar new year yeah lots of uh there were some fun classes that took place and there were some lane break classes uh for lunar new year and so that was kind of closer to last i think it was more like monday like last friday over the weekend so gotcha. friday saturday sunday so all this week there are a lot of a lot of things hit this week in case you missed it the bring your own energy collection is restocked and in new colors yeah uh so now it's navy and white and uh i don't know if people went as crazy i didn't check but last time they went super crazy it was it was sold out in 20 minutes so <laughs> congratulations to cali yeah i don't have energy so i i can't, you can't bring, bring it. it i can't bring you can't bring your own i can bring no energy <laughs> Peloton birthdays. We have one birthday this week. It is on February 19th and it is from our book club guest. Kind enough to join us. It's Ross Rayburn's birthday. Well, happy birthday to Ross Rayburn. Absolutely. Wonderful. So hope it's a good one. Yeah. He'll be 53. Oh, same as me. Mm -hmm. His 53 looks a lot better, though. Well, he does have a very beautiful head of hair. <laughs> I know that that I know that that bothers you. Well, thanks for pointing that out. No problem. <laughs> and coming up after this, we're going to talk to our guest of the week, Kareem Jocelyn. So stick around. What a delight. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Kareen Jocelyn. Hey, Kareen, how's it going? Hello. I'm doing well. How about yourselves? Well, we are doing well, too. Man, your post that was on the OPP, we affectionately mm-hmm. call it the OPP, the official Peloton Facebook page. Holy cannoli, mm-hmm. that was inspiring. I guess maybe just to give people a little bit of background, I know mm-hmm. I'm kind of asking questions out of a different order than I usually do, but maybe give us mm-hmm. a little background of what like prompted you mm-hmm. to post that and how we got to that place of you posting it on the OPP. Sure. I was really hesitant, actually, to post it to begin with. And I think one of the reasons was just out of shame out of where I was. But then I really thought about it. And I thought that maybe I could inspire someone that perhaps someone else is going through a similar story or knows of someone who is going through something similar and that maybe it could help them. So and that's when I decided to post it. I know mm-hmm. that when we set ourselves up for certain specific kind of like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. I know that it can be so full of all of these pressures we put on ourselves. That's Is that what you mean when you say that, like, it was a sense of shame that you were feeling? Like, maybe describe for yeah. people who didn't see the post what that post sure, included. Absolutely. Sure. Well, because I was someone who was always a very active person, very avid runner, very into health and fitness. And then when I became sick in 2015, I was sprinting on a treadmill and out of nowhere, I lost complete feeling in my right foot. And I fell, I sprained my ankle and I had a nerve conduction study done. And it showed that the myelin sheath, which is the fatty outer layer that covers your nerve, Mm -hmm. um, and it allows those nerve impulses to travel, that cover over my peroneal nerve was completely gone. So I was unable to lift dorsiflex, move my foot at a foot drop. And because of that nerve injury, I developed what's called complex regional pain syndrome. It's CRPS. And it's a debilitating neurological condition where the pain is like totally out of proportion to the original injury. And it was like I was on fire and like I was being stabbed. It was just awful. Taking a shower was like being tortured. Everything about it was just, it was insane, the amount of pain that I endured. So as a result of the medications to treat that and being immobile, I gained a substantial amount of weight. I believe 46 pounds was how much weight I ended up gaining And so for me, coming from where I was Mm -hmm. to that, it was just very hard to transform into that. And so having that picture, it was just 
a reminder of where I was and how unhappy I was with myself at the time. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that that's Mm -hmm. a a rare condition. I've never heard of it. Not that like studying diseases is my hobby, but but it is very uncommon. It is. My first thought was like, well, shit, now that I got something new to worry about. I know. Like, I know. I, like, I didn't even know that was a thing to be concerned about. Add it to the list. Oh, my word. You know, it was around for a very long time prior to the Civil War, but it was really during the Civil War that those cases really brought attention to the disease. There is a Netflix series about a young girl who has CRPS and her struggles that she went through with it. So What's I that? think the word is getting out a little yeah. more. What is that but, show um, called? It is rare. To be honest, I can't remember. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry. That's okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But, no, um, it's no big deal. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll yeah. find it. You'll we, find we, it. You'll we find love it. documentaries. That's why Tom is yes. asking. And yeah. we love to be educated on these things because it's like we are so lucky to be able to talk to so many people. And so we end up learning just a little bit about things, like a lot of things. Yeah. But like we like mm-hmm. to try to dive a little deeper into stuff instead of just learning the surface of it. For me, being a nurse, it was hard because I had never heard of it. And so a lot of doctors, I'm seeing doctors and they were like, oh, I don't know what that is. And so it was just a very scary time. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Was it hard to Mm -hmm. figure out what was going on? Because it's so rare. It's not top of mind as an option. It was hard. I just happened to have an appointment already pre-scheduled with a neurologist to talk about migraines. And when I came into the office and he saw my leg in the boot, he asked if he could take a look and I allowed him to. And when he saw my leg, he's like, oh, my God, you have CRPS. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling when you were like, this thing happened and I had a nerve conduction or whatever it was called. And I'm just like, I think somebody skipped a chapter. Like that's. There's no way that you're just like, let's go to the nerve induction service center and get that looked at. Like, Well, that's the thing with medical care. Like, yeah. it's not like we have like a diagnostic that you can just like plug something in and Yet. figure out what's going. I mean, yeah, for sure. And no, there's so many symptoms. And that's super complex because like I get migraines. I wouldn't have thought to go to a neurologist for my migraines. Yeah. And I know yeah. some people have them and not only do they have them constantly. They have them like they're Mm -hmm. super debilitating. Mine are like annoying, but very rarely do they get bad enough. I like have clusters of them. And if I get like two in a row of the aura or three, Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be a bad one. But if I just get one, Mm -hmm. oftentimes it's not that big of a deal. So it's like really different for different people. It really is. What I was going to say, what led to the nerve conduction study was when that injury initially happened, my husband brought me to the ED, to the emergency department. And so they were like, it was a small town hospital. The MRI was shut down for the day. They did an x-ray, of course, that showed nothing. And all they could do was pump me with pain meds. And then they were the ones who said, okay, you need to have a nerve conduction study. So that's where that transition to, I followed up with an orthopedist and had that test done. Do the pain meds even help with something like this? Do you know what? I was on every pain med possible. We started with Percocet, hydrocodone, fentanyl medical marijuana. I had epidurals, sympathetic nerve blocks. None of that worked. The only thing that worked for me, and I'm actually very grateful, a really smart doctor said, you know, I read a study on medication that works for chronic nerve pain and it's methadone, low dose methadone taken twice daily is very 
helpful with wow um, that's a yeah that's a scary was, jump yeah i was gonna say wasn't it that terrifying oh my god it was terrifying because of the stigma surrounding sure that. not only so the stigma like, but oh my god as a nurse uh, like weren't you scared you'd you get, get drug addicted test or get drug tested oh yeah i didn't even think about well drug at the tests. time i wasn't working as a nurse i okay. lost my job because of, uh, of how sick that uh, it was so that was unfortunate i mean i was on the couch they wasn't I was getting up to go to the bathroom and that was my life oh. so I was living on the couch and for someone who as active as I was I mean I would get up in the morning run six miles before work I would work all day the kids would get off the bus we would go for three or four mile hike together on the weekends we would go to the state park and we would hike so I was someone that was always moving and always very active so to go from that to lying on the couch all day long. Depression, it was, it I'm was sure. Awful. It yeah. was absolutely devastating, yeah. Yeah, I totally, yeah. totally get that. So last February, I mean, it's almost a year mm-hmm. to the day, actually, I mm-hmm. was out running and I got hit by a car. And oh my uh, God. I mean, nothing compared to your story. Don't get me wrong, because I did recover very quickly and I was very, very fortunate. But like that time frame, like it has taken me forever, like to get my yeah. head right, even though I've been working out, even though I've been able to do things, it's like mm-hmm. still there's just something that feels a little bit off and it's just never yes. kind of gotten back to that part before. It's weird. It's just really strange. The trauma that you go through when you experience Mm -hmm. this, all of your independence being taken away, you're thriving. Of course, that's going to feel awful. It is awful. It is. And to what you were saying about independence, and I am also visually impaired. I have a disease called retinitis pigmentosa, which I was diagnosed with back in 2005. So that was something that I already had prior to this event happening to me. I'm unable to drive because of it. And the stress of dealing with this sickness and this injury, it exacerbated the RP. And so I was sent to a specialist in Boston and he thought, oh, in addition to that, I think you have an autoimmune component to this. So he prescribed chemotherapy. Oh my God. I was on chemotherapy for three years in addition to trying this drug, this pain med and this pain med and this intervention. And it was just a really, really hard time. I bet. How did the chemo mix with the nerve condition? Was that problematic or were they kind of like not affecting each other? They really, in one way, it wasn't really helping it. And they thought, oh, maybe this will help it. But it really didn't. And one of the drugs that was called Belcade, it causes neuropathy. That's one of the side effects. Mm-hmm. So at times I felt like it was making me worse. And then I started having the numbness and tingling in my fingers. And uh, so it just, yeah. I just didn't know like if it makes chemo more intense to have a condition like that as it's Oh, I see. So I yeah. think he's yeah. saying like, you know, if you already have like all this pain from nerves right. and then you add mm-hmm. something on top of it, is that going to make the condition actually more painful instead of like because the chemo yeah. is already and doing damage? I really didn't experience that right good. so i'm grateful for that i didn't feel as though it made that component worse no well, that's good a small yeah uh, <laughs> consolation yeah well at what point in this like journey that you went through did they say to you you're never mm-hmm. going to be able to run again like how soon into this did that happen it was right when i went to the neurologist's office when he saw my leg and he saw that I couldn't flex or point my foot, he immediately went on this list of things that I would never be able to do. And I remember just thinking, oh my God, my life as I know it is over. This 
is like a death sentence basically to me. And I know that there are worse things that can happen to a person, but I get it. That was my livelihood. And on top of it, not being able to drive, I, I rely on walking a lot. So to not be able to do that as well, it just, it was a lot. It was too much. Yeah. So is this something that's like curable, manageable? Does it like, how did, it, how did it work for you? Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like everyone ends up in as positive a place right. as you are. So. Right. To be honest, out of everything I've tried, the methadone is the only thing that worked. And wow. I was prescribed that in 2019 and I was on it until 2021. And I would say took majority of my pain away. I mean, I was living in nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 pain days and down to maybe a one or a two wow. out of 10. And now I, for the most part, am pain-free. I do have some days where I have very minimal pain, but I would say maybe a three out of 10. First of all, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm so glad you were are you. feeling so much Thank better. You. But like Thanks. during this journey, how did they get you from feeling like, are you saying mm-hmm. that the methadone cured it or like what happened that you were able to start running and you were able to like feel better? Mm-hmm. What did they do? Because of the methadone lowering my pain so much, I was able to tolerate physical therapy. I was getting into the pool three days a week doing aqua therapy, aqua jogging in the pool and doing specific pool-related PT exercises to help strengthen my ankle. Okay. And so I was able to actually start moving again because the pain was too severe that I wasn't able to before. Wow. So if they stop prescribing the methadone, how do they know you're at a point where that's okay? And like, does that mean it's gone or you've strengthened the muscles to where your Mm -hmm. strength overrides it? Like, what's the metric there? Well, the nerve did repair over time. I'm not. 100% 100% as I was before sure. at all. I still have some deficits. I'll take those deficits. I mean, I can run and do all those kinds of things. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. The problem with the methadone is I don't think a lot of doctors know about this. And I don't think a lot of doctors are willing to prescribe it. For example, we have a friend who has an amputation from an injury and his doctor is not willing to prescribe it for him. Mm. So he is suffering a lot. So that is something that is very hard. And I wish more doctors would get on board with. My doctors locally have a few patients that have chronic nerve pain and have been taking it for years. So they felt comfortable prescribing it for me. So I don't want to say that it necessarily cures it, but I think what it does is it resets some of those neurons in the brain. It resets that constant firing of pain because I've been off of it for years now and I'm doing well. That's crazy. How scary was that to like go off when this thing had helped so much mm-hmm. and now they're like time to wind this down. Was that nerve wracking? I was terrified. My doctors weren't pushing for me to go off of it. I was yeah. because I'm a very minimalist person, the type of person that I was. If I had a headache, I wouldn't even take <laughs> Tylenol or any over the counter or anything. It's just me, the type of person that I am. I asked to go off of it. And so they worked with me and I was able to do it. Wow. Wow. You are a strong lady. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And speaking of strong, I mean, through all of this, like that was your goal. Like you wanted to go and run a marathon after all of this. And so what made that the number of miles that Mm -hmm. you wanted to do? Is that because you had done it before and you were like, I want to get back to there? Or was there some other factor? 
I have never run a marathon. It was always on my bucket list. And so when the doctor was like, no, you're not doing that. That's when I was like, I'm aiming for that. That's what I'm aiming for. But what I really got back into running, my mother passed away oh. on May 19th of 2021. And she was my best friend and my biggest fan. And so running was always a way that I dealt with grief and stress. So I really wanted to do it again. I really wanted to run again. And so I started doing the uh, run walk programs that Peloton offers and their you can run audio program. And I started building up at this point, I had been walking again. So I was able to walk for 30 minutes. And then once I was able to walk for a full hour, then I started working on the running and walking component together. Once I was able to fully run again, I said, you know what, I am going to do it and I'm going to do it for me and I'm going to do it for my mom. And so I did it. And I don't know if you can see behind me, but yeah, that's (laughs) my medal and the certificate on the top. That's nice. amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, well oh, Thank you. what Thanks. a badass you are. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Holy Thank cannoli, you. you've been through the ringer. I have just a very like logistical question. Since you do have like not being able to see and you can't drive, how do you run safely? Like, how do you train? On a treadmill Mm -hmm. or outside without being scared. Very, yeah, it is scary. It is. And the disease that I have, it's like a tunneling vision. So I do have some central vision, but my peripheral vision is gone and my superior vision is worse than the rest. So low lying branches, kitchen cabinets, I hit my head a lot on those kinds of things, but I overcompensate by turning my head a lot. And I'm fortunate enough that I live near a rail trail and it's, there's, no cars, it's bikes and oh, people, but that's um, nice. <laughs> it's a pretty safe space to run. And I'm very excited also to say that I applied for a running guide dog and I was approved. Oh. So yes, and it's Guiding Eyes for the Blind. They are the only company that does running guide dogs in the world. Oh my God. And so I will be receiving him or her. 2026. Unfortunately, I have to wait, but Ooh, that's, that's yeah. I mean, it makes demand. sense. I'm sure that there's a long list yeah. and it's not just like three weeks of training right, and they're right. ready to go. But yeah. Right. Oh, how incredible. And it's a process that the dogs go through too before I even meet the dog. So, yeah. wow. That's incredible. So that's going to be exciting. <laughs> Does that mean that you want to run another marathon? Is that on your list? I'm thinking about it. I am running the half marathon April 13th, but I'm thinking about doing another fall. Very exciting. Either way. (laughs) And and this might not be something you know the answer to yet because you don't have your dog yet, but like, can dogs do 26 miles? Oh, great question. Yes. The person who started it, he ran several full marathons with his dog. The German Shepherds definitely can. Yes. I never thought about this. I read this. They could with my speed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there, she'll have a seeing eye turtle yeah so, <laughs> that's um, appropriate yeah but i read this article the other day about like a drug that they're testing for dogs mm. and that there's some sort of chemical that seems to make little dogs live longer that they just naturally oh, have which is why little dogs live longer right and i never thought about it through this prism when i read the article but like they're saying that like they've had really good results. They give this medicine, the shot, however they do it to bigger dogs 
And dogs that normally live like eight to 10 years are living 12 mm-hmm. to 15. And I just wow. thought as you were telling that story, I was like, well, that's going to yeah. be a bigger dog, right? That's going to be a German Shepherd or a Labrador Retriever or something. And I was just right. like, oh, my God, how amazing would it be, too, if a dog like that could live yes. another five or six years yeah. to take that the pressure be. off yeah. of like having to replace the dogs mm-hmm. so you can continue like living your life fully. I just yes. kind of connected that those two stories. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, that would be an amazing <laughs> attribute. And the article that said be. that not only do the dogs live longer, but that <clears throat> they tend to live better. So like in the last couple of years, like we had a dog yeah. that was German Shepherd mix and those last couple of years mm-hmm. his hips didn't mm-hmm. work right and he couldn't jump right. up on the couch anymore, which was probably for the best. But mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah. but like they were saying that like it also the quality of their life maintains over that time period. So they're still being able to mm-hmm. do the things that dogs want to do. So anyway, I just a total nice. sidetrack, but I just was But no, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that would be great because when we first moved here, our neighbor, she is blind. She has a different condition than I, but her vision is a lot worse than mine. Like she can only see shimmers of light. Oh. And she has a seeing eye pony. What? And <laughs> yes, yes. And so when she and I were talking about it, she said, I've been blind my entire life. And so I have gone through a lot of seeing eye dogs. And she said it was just too much to go through that every eight or nine oh. years. So she got the pony because the pony lives, I believe it's about 30 years. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. But like, again, mm-hmm. just pure logistics here. How do you take mm-hmm. a pony like into place? Yeah. Like dogs can go to so many places. Yeah. And I'm like a horse, even a small yeah. one can only go to so many places. Like, yeah. Wow. So she's limited in that regard, but I watch her navigate through our town and wow. she's impressive she really is she's amazing that is so yeah, I didn't cool know that was an option i didn't either mm-hmm. but that she again, probably spends mm-hmm. a lot of time convincing people it's a real thing yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so somebody, true if somebody like i work at a concert venue and so people are always trying to like do things like that to get better yeah. seats yeah. and yeah. stuff yeah. and you really can't ask them too many questions because, for obvious yeah. reasons but like if somebody showed up with a pony before hearing this i'd have been like oh bullshit <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, horseshit. Horseshit. Like, there's, like, I don't buy a pony. (laughs) Well, you bring up another good point. I mean, when you have an invisible illness, it's so hard because people, especially blindness, blindness fits into a stereotype. You watch movies and everyone has those cataract clouded lenses. They all have sunglasses and and the canes. And so, it's hard. Like people don't get it. When I traveled with my husband, I had my walking stick with me and I was also using my cell phone to take pictures and people were looking at me like, what is happening? Was, oh my God. Yeah, doing? of course. <laughs> and someone finally asked me, she's like, I'm sorry, this is rude, but she goes, how are you taking pictures? Aren't you blind? <laughs> yeah. I so can explain it to her. Yeah. And you're so yeah. sweet to be so patient. I mean, to explain that to people because you I'm, shouldn't, quote unquote, have to. Yeah. But I can also understand the general like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. I can't understand exactly. that. Yeah. I know right. at the, where I work at the concert venue, like we have 
-hmm. it's like you don't want to like go up to people and be like yeah prove it but you also want to protect that seating inventory for the people who need it and so Mm -hmm. it's a delicate balance to walk because if there's no checks and balances then nothing stops people from just being like well i want these seats and i don't care about the people that actually need this sort of seating so like it's it's a tough line to walk it is, and I'm sure there are people that abuse it. You oh know, yeah! So. Oh, I, mean, I promise you. I, there, there there's no doubt in my mind. Like I will go places, and I will see dogs that have no business having right. those little vests on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like, oh yeah. come on, yeah. come the, on. The that's... dog is chewing on the vest, and I'm like, I don't think that that's how that works. I call bullshit. Right. <laughs> well, now we call dog shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, kind of switching gears back to Peloton, I never got around to like how you got into the Peloton world. So if you don't mind sharing that, I would love to hear your Peloton story. Sure. My husband actually purchased the Peloton bike initially. My youngest son, he is on the spectrum and he was having a difficult time at school. And so we made the decision to homeschool him. And to be homeschooled, you have to still participate in physical education. So my husband said, hey, what about getting a Peloton bike? So I said, all right, let's do it. We initially got it for him. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So who is your favorite instructor? Oh, my God. Susie Chan. I love Susie. I and do, too. She's such a badass. <laughs> Her running that bad water. Oh, my God. Right. She is so amazing. She really is. She's very humble. And she's soothing. And whenever I take her audio distance running workout, she just makes you feel like you're okay. You're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And there's just something about her. But really, all of the instructors, for different reasons, they're all amazing. I just love them all. Because I don't just run. Use Peloton pretty much for everything. Yoga, Pilates, cycling, even the meditation. That's great. Running, walking. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have a tread as well or? I have a treadmill, but it isn't a Peloton. Gotcha. Tread, but I have the Peloton bike. I would love to get the Peloton tread. Well, well one day that I... one will crap out. And then it'll be time. Yes. Yeah. It'll be time. It will be time. <laughs> it will be time. And then I'm going to set up another little treadmill so that on really bad days, the dog can run next to me. I was going to ask. I was going to like almost ask it as a joke. And then I was like, wait, that might be a real thing. Like, yeah. do they have like. They you... do. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. All I can think yeah. about is the Jetsons <laughs> where <laughs> Astro would be on the little treadmill outside. Sorry. Like, I don't know if that's my horse by feelings. But that's... I, I tell you what, when that day comes, you need to have your own TikTok channel of just your training yes. videos with your dog. Yeah. You will I go will viral. It all over YouTube. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't that's wait good. already. I'm so excited yeah. for you. I am so excited, too. I really am. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, what is your leaderboard name? It's love to move. Oh, very nice. Love very to nice. move. So love underscore two underscore move, because that pretty much sums me up. I'm just constantly moving. I started my own virtual fitness and wellness community designed to get people to move more and to be less sedentary. So that's just always something that I've been really passionate about. That's fantastic. Being active. Yeah. yeah. And even with on my journey, A lot of people focus on the weight transformation, but for me, it wasn't even about that. It was about being healthier because right at that time, I also started to have the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, prediabetes, and I reversed all of that. And so for me, it was about just really being 
truly healthy, just being my healthiest, best self. I was going to say the non-alcoholic fatty, like that's what took my mom out. Yeah. Like she got hepatitis at a restaurant younger mm-hmm. in her life. And so like it was always kind of out there waiting. But like, yeah, yeah she had something called at the end, they classified as Nash and it was mm-hmm. like non-alcoholic something. And the nurses would be like, they trying to be nice. And they'd be like, yeah. oh, was your mom a drinker? And I was like. No, no, not at all. Like, I mean, I mean, it's just awful. Yeah. And they're like, that well, is awful well, to make that assumption. Well, 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 oh, I didn't oh, even mean it like that. I yeah. just meant it's awful that it's like one thing yeah. when you have like life kind of give you what you perceive as karmic, like back yeah. from your actions. Right. Yeah. But like when you didn't mm-hmm. do the thing to have that happen to you and then you still get that and you yeah. still get it. Yeah. It, that's, yeah. Well, that's I had one like, nurse that he like doubled yeah. down and like, well, sometimes they hide it. And I was just like, <laughs> we had a liquor cabinet <laughs> that never like was covered in dust. I remember when I was in college, like we had a pack of Zima that stat- sat in there <laughs> For like eight years. I'm like, if I went down to the refrigerator, there's probably still a bottle of Bud Light commemorating Super Bowl 22. I was going to say, like, like, it lasted in that refrigerator longer than they ran Zima. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel pretty confident she wasn't sneaking it by it. Like, that's. Exactly. Yeah. So. um, Oh, gosh. That's terrible. So, one more quick question. Oh, well, thank you. One more quick question. Were you able to return to nursing or. Can you not work or did you find a different career? I'm just curious yeah. what how I that... was cleared last year to return to work. And so I was working as a manager at a nursing home and it was hard because they weren't honest about oh. my hours. And because I can't drive, that made it difficult. So that's when I decided, you know what, I am going to start something on my own. I love nursing. If something pops up, I'll gladly do that in addition to this. But for now, I'm focusing on this. Okay. I don't. Awesome. I, yeah, I, I'm sorry I that, get that that. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry yeah, that and happened. It's hard. I mean, I have a lot of years of experience. I have my master's in nursing yeah. and it's tough. It well, is. It was it's like tough. you probably have yeah. a lot of not only time, but money invested in it because it's not cheap to get those degrees. Yeah. And that quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not. It so, is not. Oh, I hate hearing that. Well, I'm sorry I ended on a shitty question. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I will say I think it's incredibly inspiring that not only have you been through all of these things and you have such a wonderful outcome and a wonderful outlook, uh, outlook <laughs> but also that you advocated for yourself and you kept going back to the doctors and you kept pushing and like I know it's exhausting I know that and I can't even imagine that's just from the little things that I've had to deal with I can't even imagine these chronic things that last forever and so just my hats off to you for navigating that so gracefully because I'm not nice when those things occur so (laughs) oh I was gonna say as frustrating as I'm sure it is that you yeah. don't get to use your medical education. Were it not mm-hmm. for that medical education, you might not have had the knowledge or wherewithal to get to, to, to an navigate. answer for yourself. Yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah. And I think having that credibility made it so that doctors would actually listen to me. Yeah. And I think that's sad to say, but yeah. I think if it had been different, maybe they wouldn't have, you know, so that it definitely helped, but it's hard. And my husband, I mean, there's something to say about having a spouse during all of this because he was a huge advocate for me because there were times even though I'm a nurse I wasn't able to advocate for myself because I was so 
in so much pain and so medicated. The drugs that I was on. Yeah, I bet. Oh, my God. It was so hard to even have a conversation with me. I was so forgetful. I was just not sharp at all. I was constantly lethargic. So I was just in a very different place. And I wasn't myself. And it's hard when you look in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself and you don't feel like yourself. I was just a very slowed down version of me. And so even then it was hard to advocate for myself. I just think having that nursing background and the doctors knowing that I was a nurse that they listened more. Yeah. That I'm glad. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate, but I also get it. Like and, I do too. Yeah. I mean, again, it's kind of yeah. like back. Unfortunately, there's always people that take advantage. Like, yeah. There's always people. Yeah. And then there are yeah. always people that don't get listened to who aren't taking yeah. advantage. Yeah. And it sucks. But and I'm glad does- you threaded the needle. And yes. I'm glad you are in such Thank a good you. place. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Everything. Regardless of what race you decide to do next, if any, we'd love to share that with the community when that happens. So please keep us updated. And also when you get your dog, keep us updated. She wants dog pictures. This is what this is really going to come down to. I will. And February 27th is the anniversary of my injury. So I really would love to like do a run, like get a bunch of people to run together that day to celebrate being able to run and being able to move. So we we need to put that out there in the Peloton universe, because I know that they would. I would run with you. I would totally run with you. Absolutely. So let's do (laughs) it. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. And well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. This has been a very fun and educational conversation. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And I'm honored. Of course. Well, thank you for sharing so openly. I know it's not easy and I appreciate it, not only on the OPP, but here. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And they can find me on all the socials and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content. You get ad-free episodes. If we get them early, you get them early. And this week, you get my Green Day story. So (laughs) that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And rowing. And rowing.